All right, the Sconeheads podcast is back after the long month of August has ended and the opening of the NFL season is right around the corner. We get back to our roots today with the season preview, similar to the first episode we ever did about a year ago today. We get into our full season preview and get some scolding hot takes off for the 2023 season, talk a very highly contested Tony's Corner, and give some NFL play- player prop futures for the upcoming NFL season in DGEN's delight. All right. Yo, what is up, everybody? Yo, got an assist today from a, a little friend there. I, I like that. We're going to keep that. Yeah, that was that was like perfect timing. I think I spooked her a little bit. Um, yeah. She was, and now she's growling in the background. Um, we were just talking before this, actually, how she's been laying down for about an hour. Uh, this is my dog uh, we're talking about. And Ben's just kind of been preparing. So um, now she's uh, starting to get a little crazy. Yeah, my bad. Um of course, right when we start, she gets a little riled up, so uh, my bad on that one. But yeah, like you said, this is, according to Spotify, they told me this is our one-year anniversary, actually, of our first episode. So happy anniversary. Um, it's good to be back doing the same exact thing one year later. Um, year two of Sconeheads, shall we say. Um, so welcome, everybody, to a, a second year. Yeah, I did look back, actually, because I was I listened to a little bit of our first ever episode, um, and it did say it came out on September 9th, I thought, so maybe, unless I read it wrong or something, but it, it should be a year exactly, I would think, if we did a season preview. Um, but yeah, it's good to be here after another, we actually got through a full year of doing the podcast. Um, I don't know if we're both surprised, but I'm, I'm happy that we're still doing it, happy that you guys are still listening. Um, we enjoy doing it a lot, so yeah. Um, even though it's a little bit less frequent over the off season, we'll try to get more, um, a little bit more frequent as the season goes. Um, we both have some pretty busy schedules, so we'll we'll try to keep it consistent, though. No, nah, we're not making excuses already. We're going to be here every week again, breaking down the action. Um, I'm ready for the season to get started already. I'm kind of pissed that we haven't done our redraft league, our Penn State draft yet, because I'm itching to do one. Uh, I did one, I did my first draft of the year on tuesday i believe so the juices are flowing um ready to get the season started start watching some football all day on sunday yeah i've had two drafts so far um and still waiting for that last draft like you mentioned Uh, i was actually gonna say to you i meant to mention it meant to say it right after the intro did you notice that uh beer crack was a little bit weak uh i don't know I, i didn't i didn't particularly notice it all right, you gave me a face, and I thought I gave you a face back. I thought we made a little eye contact there. I don't know, it was a little weak. But uh, can you guess what it is? Did you see it? I didn't see it. If I were to guess, I would guess it's a Miller Lite. Ha, huh. I threw you for a loop today, buddy. It's actually a, a spotted cow. Wow. You're not allowed yeah, to actually... No- you're not allowed what? to possess that. You're not allowed to possess that uh, south of the border, I think. That's Man. contraband. That's that's fine. I'm a part-time part-time Wisconsin resident. I'll I won't turn you in. Drinking it out of a uh, interesting glass too. I see. 
Well, that that's that's the back. This is the front. Oh, uh, okay. There you go. Yeah, the front's the front's I'll, good. It's, it's yeah, a fatty's I'll, glass. I'll cover up the back. Yeah, I'll cover up the yeah. back. It says Bud Light. It's a Bud Light glass. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I I thought you were drinking Bud Light, and I was confused. Ah. Didn't expect that. Ah. Um, yeah, so you've been doing anything else to prepare for the fantasy season? Um, get yourself hyped up at all? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I had to pay Al, Al our league fees, uh, pay Al league fees 165. Uh, I think Ben, you might've paid as well. Um, but yeah, get oh, those, yeah. get those league fees in, um, pay the man or else he will come to your door, um, bust down your door, maybe break some kneecaps. I don't know. Al's not the very aggressive type, but you never know. I think he's got people for that. I think that's kind of the like connotation of his Slack profile picture. You know, he's like he's a mob boss. That's, that's his persona. So he's that not he's true. not breaking any caps, but he's he's got guys who will. <laughs> he's got guys. Uh, but yeah, you were, you were asking if I'm getting prepared at all. We uh, I did start the league. Uh, you mentioned it last episode actually uh, that that you were gonna watch the league. I have been watching it almost through season two, I believe, or three. Um, but we did we actually a few of us went to a concert last Saturday and uh, went back to Eddie's house and watched uh, watched a few episodes of the league, including the Shiva Bowl episode. So um, it's a great episode from season one um, where they, they they go for the Shiva. So. I don't know. Have you started watching it at all? No, I actually haven't started my rewatch. I need to do that. Uh, I said I was going to after the last episode, and I, I never got on it. So I, I need to get started. Um, yeah, and then I guess the last thing before we get in really get into the episode, um, people slander. This is this is kind of random. People slander the month of August um, because there's not there's really nothing nothing much going on. It's kind of a hot month where we live as well. Um, but it is my birthday month, so you, you, you guys can fuck off. Um, it's a good month. Okay. Just had to get that off my chest. People are talking. Yeah, I, I actually really heard, haven't heard people talking about that much, well, so I'm sorry that there's so many people in your life talking about the month of August. Because so many I, people have said this I, to me. I have a feeling they are probably doing it just because you care so much about August, so... I actually think August kind of sucks, but, um, wow. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just wearing your emotions on your sleeve. People are, people are going to go after that. Yeah. Right, let's get into some, uh, let's get into some football news. What do what you want to talk about? You, ben? you tell me. <laughs> I don't know about the first bullet point. Second bullet point. I want to talk about Dwayne McBride getting cut Our our first rookie casualty. Um, it's tough. Sorry, Liam. I feel bad because I feel like that was a good pick on uh, on the surface, but for some reason they didn't want him. I feel like he'll end up somewhere, but he was in the perfect situation with uh, Cook leaving. So I don't know, kind of weird. Yeah, what'd you what'd you grade that pick, Ben? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> I gave him probably like a B. I think I gave him like a B plus for the draft or something. So yeah, I don't think that was a big part of it, but it definitely, he was definitely uh, a winner. He was definitely a winner for us. He was a winner for both of us. So. He still is. I don't think that really changes yeah. things too much. I don't know if that was really the uh, the capstone of his draft. But um, other rookie news, too. Not really news, I guess, because we kind of all expected it. But all three of the top quarterbacks are officially starting week one. So kind of a big deal just because they were all drafted in the top seven picks. So kind of got to get some return on that right away. And it looks like you all will. So we'll talk about each of those quarterbacks a little bit later. I'm... Uh, a little opinionated on some of them already, but 
we'll uh we'll touch on that when we get to the uh, team previews in just a bit. Yeah, there is an article on CBS that uh, actually has like the top uh, QB rookie performances of week three of the preseason. Um, yours truly, Bryce Young, was headlining that list. Um, and then I think CJ, he, what do you mean? Don't give me that face. He's seven for 12, 73 yards and a touchdown, 104 passer rating. Um, wow. And then I think let's find CJ Stroud was third on that list, um, a whopping two for four, 16 yards and one passing touchdown. And then I think we had Anthony Richardson. I saw his stat line. It actually kind of made me laugh. Uh, six for 17, 78 yards, um, 50 passer rating. So He's slinging it, you know? Yeah. Got to get him some uh, some reps. So, yeah, I guess it, it'll be interesting to see how it actually pans out. But um, I know preseason isn't much to – to discuss, but it is for rookies and it is, you know, to get their first look uh, in the NFL. So good to see, you know, the Bryce Young actually playing okay or better as the preseason went on, I should say. Yeah. And I guess just also really solidifying them as probably having long leashes too. None of those teams really had a guy behind them who I guess Davis Mills doesn't look awful, but probably not going to take the job from Stroud, even if he does struggle early. So those guys will probably all have some good runway throughout the season. Are there any like pickups lately at all in the league? Has anything really happened on the the wire? Not much. Um, the gas man, Miles Gaskin, got picked up today. That was pretty pretty huge from from Team huge. Estelle. Uh, do you do you know what team he's on, Ben? I was actually just gonna say, I wonder what team he's on. And <laughs> he literally got cut from the Dolphins like two days ago. Yeah, I knew he wasn't on the Dolphins anymore, so I was like, I don't really know where he would have gone. Maybe he's like on the Eagles now. People randomly sign with the Eagles all the time. Probably wrong, though. It's the Vikings. Oh, okay. It all makes sense now. It all kind of... Well, McBride, we just talked about McBride getting cut, and then he went there, so... Yeah, I guess. I don't know. A little running back carousel action. I don't know. Yeah, not not much else really happening on the waiver wire. Um, I guess the only other notable thing is Dayman Nightman uh, picking up Joshua Dobbs yeah. uh, on August 28th. So that's really the only thing. I mean, we didn't really talk about the Tyreek Hill acquisition um, or drop, I should say, the cut of, of Tyreek Hill um, by Zach and then the pickup by Liam. Um, for 335 bucks, that happened literally the day after we we recorded last. So oh. um, we hadn't talked talked about that at all. Um, but that was like really one of the major pickups um, since then. That's what that bullet point means. I was confused. I was like, I don't think Tyreek Hill got injured lately. I think he's still <laughs> like fine. And I was like, why is he in news around the league? But our league, he's in the news. Gotcha. Yeah, technically. Yeah. Um, that uh, that was pretty dumb. That was that was a pretty dumb move. So that's really all I gotta <laughs> say about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what else do you have to say about it? <laughs> Good job, Liam. I guess is, is the second half to that. But I mean. Yeah, that was a lot of money. It, it was a lot of money, but that's exactly like I I don't think Liam was paying anybody else. Uh, he had a bunch of open cap space, and he's probably gonna trade him before the year's over and get something decent for him. So. Good job on his part. You know, eat the 30%, I think, that you could eat. And that's actually, like, a pretty good contract for Tyreek, I think. You could probably move him pretty easily on that. Um, yeah. I guess I don't – yeah, I, I just don't really get the cut. So 
maybe missing something there, but uh, yeah, that sucks to just lose Tyreek for nothing, basically. Yeah. All right, shall we get into what everyone's been waiting for? Well, we've been waiting for it at least. The season preview, team by team, taking it back to, to day one, Will. First pod, didn't know we'd be doing this more than just that one pod, just talking about teams. And uh, we didn't really prepare a lot for that episode, so <laughs> it's, it's a good thing we made it this far. Yeah, it was actually kind of funny. I listened to it a little bit uh, the other day to get ready for this, and I did I did ask at one point, is this a podcast? <laughs> you were like, yeah, it's a fucking podcast. You didn't say that, but like, obviously it's a fucking podcast. It was just a dumb question. I didn't know what we were doing. Um, I don't think I had a mic. I had we neither of us had mics we just had airpods or whatever um yeah. yeah but here we are um gonna get back to our roots like i said in the intro uh gonna talk about each team one by one and kind of go we're gonna actually go in reverse draft order so um we are gonna start with of course you know with our two teams but <laughs> that's not that's not on purpose uh we just wanted to do reverse uh draft order i think we did the same thing last year so we wanted to keep it consistent um so without further ado, uh, the bad news beers are up. Ben, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, I guess the other thing I'll say about the reverse draft order, too, I think it'll be kind of good to just, like, easily be able to keep track of, like, who was good last year just by the order that we do things and then kind of see how we're talking about the teams in that order. Anyway, I don't know, kind of just Makes rambling. Sense. But, um, yeah, uh, I definitely got thoughts here, Will. I got thoughts. I moved you up in my power rankings uh, between – episodes 20 and 21 when you drafted Bryce Young because, you know, getting a quarterback was basically what I said you had to do. Uh, since then, uh, I don't think a lot has really changed with your team. Terry McLaurin is trending down, I would say. He's fine. Um, so that's kind of a big deal, especially when he's maybe your wide receiver one. So don't love the he's receiver fine. room. And I've already said it, but I think Bryce Young stinks. So uh, him being part of your quarterback room. You know, we'll see how it goes. I hope I'm wrong, but Bryce Young stinks. And your running backs are fine. Decent running backs, decent tight ends. But I think uh, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle on the receiver room, and it really all hinges on Bryce Young. So that's kind of where I'm I don't at. Think, I don't think you've made that take, like, public yet that you think he's going to stink. I don't think you've ever said that on here. So I'm actually Oh, uh, maybe not on here. Me. I've said it in some group chat that Bryce Young just stinks. Oh, like, I, I said it in the gram, the the gambling chat. I said, bet the Panthers win under, like, right now, because Bryce oh. stinks. Yeah, well, yeah, I hope they stink, but I want him to be good. I want that pick, man. I yeah. would I would sacrifice a good Bryce Young season for a really good Bears pick, all right? That's how big, that's of, a, really, that's how big of a guy I am. That's really selfless of you. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's kind of where it's at. It's, like, all on Bryce Young, you know? Right? Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I, I feel it. no, I feel you on that. Um, I think my I think my receivers are a little bit better than you think or than they appear. Um, I do have a sneaky like wide receiver two in Van Jefferson who might actually be good with with Matthew Stafford. Maybe like receiver seven. one right now. Yeah, with Cooper Cup, Cup. being yeah. potentially hurt. Um, I think Hunter Renfro will have a better year than he did last year. Uh, Juju's on a new team. Who knows? So I, I do. I feel like I do have a few question marks, but like. Um, and then the the Tampa Bay receivers like Baker throwing to them is a little bit of a question mark. So I, I do agree with you that it's it's a little tough, but I think 
I think it'll it'll pan out eventually where I'll, where I'll have you know a few consistent guys, three or four guys every week. Um, and then I do think my running back room is is thin, but I think it's strong. Um, you know, James Cook I think is going to have a pretty good year. Uh, Josh Jacobs obviously we hadn't broken this news on here, but everybody knows by now that Jacobs signed a twelve million dollar deal, so he's going to be playing. Um, Alan Kamara is out the first what is it four weeks, three weeks? Three, um, I think only. I think it's three weeks, but as we know, I have Kendra Miller. Um, so I think I could kind of fill that void. And then I think my tight ends are strong with, with Kittle and, and Goddard, um, likely starting each of those guys every week. So, um, yeah, I, I was winner last year. Um, you know, I lost Jared Goff, lost Joe Mixon. Those are like my main two losses from last year, I think. Um, so yeah, I think, I think I have a shot at our, at our division. Um, we'll talk, we'll talk after we talk about each team, um, and we'll do predictions on each division, but I think I have a shot at my division, even with, um, some question marks. Yeah, that is fair. It is, it is a really deep receiver group too. So that could be a sneaky, good thing to have, especially it's just gonna, in the dynasty it, season. Yeah. It could just end up being just playing the right guy, you know? Yeah, for Make, sure. Making the right choice. So Yeah. All right. I think that's good for for Bad News Beers. We can jump to the runner-up of last year's league, my co-host, Drive Through Open Late. So, Benjamin, 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 I think that you have a very stellar squad here. Um, I think we've talked about a little bit the last few weeks, or last few episodes, I should say. Um, You know, your running back room is actually pretty strong now. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, James Conner, Derek Henry, those are three top guys. And then you have, um, you know, Aaron Jones sitting there too. So you get, you have some strong pieces at running back. Um, obviously you have Travis Kelsey. The one thing that, that I question is, is if Aaron Rodgers is going to return back to how good he was, you know, years back in fantasy where the last, like, I don't know, three, four years, he's been pretty bad. Um, so I think that'll be big for your team if you're going with, you know, starting two quarterbacks, of course. Um, yeah, I think there's some, some good pieces here. Your, your receiver room is also pretty strong. Um, Amonra St. Brown, obviously, um, Deontay Johnson outside of that, it's a little bit tough, but I think, I think Cortland Sutton will have a pretty good year with, with some injuries in Denver, uh, to Judy, um, and, and Tim Patrick being out for the year. So I think, I think Cortland Sutton will actually be better than way better than his contract of $48, um, for sure. That's kind of my initial read on your team, and I think you're a top three team in the league. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I think you're pretty uh, pretty spot on. Um, we're, we're calling it the last dance, maybe, because we do have uh, we're the retirement home team, I guess, as we're starting <laughs> to get called a little bit, because we've got a lot of old guys. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Um, I guess on paper you could say the QB room is the weakest part of my team, um, but I think Dak is going to have a really good year. Rodgers... If he's decent, that's solid. Maybe I will start four running backs a week sometimes. I'm not sure. Um, another guy you didn't mention in that running back room who I think is going to have uh, a lot of touches and be the goal line guy is David Montgomery. Uh, my Lions, uh, just employing all the Lions on my team. Big fan of the Lions offense. So, yeah, I think um, I think I got some good top-heavy guys and some decent depth at running back and receiver. So hopefully we can weather the storm over the course of 14 weeks and at least make the playoffs. That's the goal. Cause uh, yeah, we're, yep. we're old and uh, I got a lot of pending free agents, so got to go for it. 
Yeah, this feels like this does feel like drive through open late is really going for it. Um, and I, I do like that you got Dalton Kincaid also on your practice squad. Uh, maybe in case one of your, I didn't even say Debo's name. Like Debo's right there too. Um, didn't even mention Debo. So um, you probably won't ever have to use Dalton Kincaid, but just just sitting there just in case. Um, we are going to talk DJ to light later. I'm not going to give this pick on here, but I did already bet David Montgomery over six and a half touchdowns on the year. So I did actually already bet that. I think um, that's pretty I solid. Think, yeah, I think he'll be a, a good goal line back this year. Um, all right, let's go to let's go to our third team here. Uh, we have a warm cup of calm, I guess I'll say it. Uh, AJ. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but I guess I had to in the preview. Um, so just so before we we joined on this call, I kind of went through each team individually. Um, going through AJ's team, I was like, I didn't know what to think of it. Um, just because when I got to his receivers, I was like, this team kind of stinks. Um, and then I got to the receiver room, and I'm like, oh, I oh now I remember this. He, this is the man with all of the receivers. So he's got Devonte Adams, Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, and and DeAndre Hopkins, which is six guys that you can that any team would start in this league um (laughs) so then his lack of his lack of running back depth isn't that scary with with just he basically just has like christian mccaffrey and jamal williams um and then his qb depth isn't great with with stafford and tua both injury prone guys um so it gets a little dicey after the receivers um but I still do like his team a lot, and I think his receivers his receivers will will really carry his team this year. If and McCaffrey if he stays healthy. Yeah, I think um, McCaffrey, his health is really what the team hinges on. Like not a hot take at all, but like you said, receivers taken care of. The QBs maybe not like the strength of the team, but I mean having both those guys and then the six receivers like. If you can't start one of those quarterbacks one week, you could probably still start four or five receivers and, and be in good shape. So um, it's just a pretty pretty top-heavy offense in the the running back receiver room uh, with some depth at receiver. So, yeah, I think it's definitely, you know, a contending team in the league. Um, could maybe use a little bit more depth. I don't think A.J. has a lot of trade value left. So I don't think he has, like, many draft picks at all, uh, maybe, like, a couple years out. So it's interesting to see if he can really – make improvements to the team, but um, yeah. Oh, and Cooper Cup, too. I forgot to mention Cooper Cup. I mean, he's 30 now, I think, and he's just having another hamstring setback, and I don't know. It seems like he's had a a string of injuries here that's kind of concerning, so he's another one of those guys that's really, you know, I think after after his championship, in last year's season preview, we called him, like, the best asset in the league, like, the best contract, because... Yeah, he was making like 120 bucks, and he was like the the top player in fantasy by far that year. So um, he really needs him to return to that form, at least stay on the field this year. Um, so yeah, top heavy. But if all those guys are on the field, like, he's gonna score a ton of points. So yeah, his top seven guys could beat like anyone else's top seven guys, I guess. Uh, you know, outside of QBs, but um, just skill positions. Yeah. All right, let's jump. Uh, to the fourth team, the Ratcats. Um, Zach, Zach's team. Ben, do you want to get started on his team? Sure. I mean, this team would look a lot better with Tyree Kill on it. I could say that. Um, 
And we've already hashed out the QB situation, so I don't want to <laughs> go over that again. But the QB room is still really good. Like, with all the shit we've given Zach over the offseason, like, Jalen Hurts, Sam Howell, and the prospect of Kyler Murray coming back, like, I think any team would like to have that room. So, like, as much shit as we gave him for the decisions he made, it, uh, it's really just where it's more about where um, where Josh Allen ended up. But his QB room is really good still. He's still got a few really good running backs, I think. Um, Najee is going to get the ball a lot. I'm, like, really big on Rashad White this year because there's, like, no one else there. And he's yeah. a big pass catching back. And he's just going to get the ball a ton. So, like, that's, that's going to be really good. Um, and I really like, like, some of the little role player draft picks, if you want to call it that, that he picked up. Like, Chase Brown. Um, I really liked his Jalen Hyatt pick. I'm, like, really interested in where he got him in the draft. So, I'm kind of starting to talk fringe players, which kind of may give you an idea of the trend I think Zach's headed in this season. He's got a few really good players, but then a lot of the roster is kind of these guys who are um, maybe playing for the future a little bit. So um, I think he'll probably end up more middle of the pack this year than like a top team where we might want to be. So I just think, yeah, the the top end talent that he gave up over the offseason, losing Tyreek Hill, losing Josh Allen, like that's a big deal for a team, um, no matter who you add. So kind of where I think he's at yeah I'm kind of with you there I might be a little bit more honestly more pessimistic about it um just because I, I do have a hot take on this um I think I think Kyler Murray might not even like play this year yeah I don't think that's I, like I, I don't I think, think it is a hot, hot take but like I agree <laughs> yeah no I I don't think it's that hot of a take but like I, I think it's I don't know. I think he won't end up playing. I think the Cardinals are trying to tank that bad, um, as you can see by releasing Colt McCoy, trading for Josh Dobbs, and then having a QB competition between Josh Dobbs and Clayton Toon. Um, okay. Like, just not looking good in Arizona. Um, and, like, I don't know. They just don't have really many young players there. So I feel like Kyler's just going to – and I feel like they want Caleb Williams. They don't want to deal with Kyler anymore. So I don't know. That's kind of the vibes I'm getting. Um, that's kind of a hot take, but other than that, I think, I think the rat cats do have, you know, like you said, a, a good QB room. Um, I think Sam Howell is going to be pretty, I don't think he's going to be great, but I think he actually might be pretty decent. He's looked pretty good in, in preseason. Um, and then I think you mentioned the receivers tight ends are pretty solid. Uh, he's got Zay flowers who I think is going to be actually really good. Um, yeah. Christian Kirk, Traylon Burks, who was injured, but I think he's okay now. Um, and Mike Williams. So there's some, he does have some names at, at receiver. He's got Darren Waller at tight end, who is probably going to be the best receiving option for Daniel Jones. Um, they don't really have anyone at receiver outside of Waller at tight end. So, and he does have Mike Kosicki as well, who's on the Patriots, which is very interesting. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I'm as, as high on his running backs as you are. I personally don't like Najee at all. I think he's trash. Um, <laughs> but I do think Rashad White will be good. Um, as you mentioned, um, yeah, Najee Harris just gets like, he just gets 20 something carries a game and 50 yards. Like I like it's more opportunity than, than anything, you know? Yeah. But like, that's it though. It's not Najee, the football player. It's Najee, the fantasy football running back. Like I know uh, yeah, like, I, I am I, actually like turning my, I know we like thought Jalen Warren was the most random RFA, um, but I, I think they would have wished that they would have kept him because yep, yep. I forgot what he went for. But it was it was like in the 20s, wasn't it? It was something reasonable. I yeah, thought. I could probably check this very easily. Um, but yeah, I, I but even if he is good, 
I, I, I like read that he's more of like the pass catching, like third down kind of back. And Najee would still be that guy who's going to, you know, get the early down work and probably be a goal line back. But I don't know. Yeah. Twenty nine dollars for Jalen. Twenty nine. I was, yeah. was going to say the exact same thing that you were going to say <laughs> or that you just said um, about Jalen Warren. Um, I, I actually took him in a few of my other leagues. So um, as like a deep pick. So, yeah. And then yeah. one other thing, one other thing on Zach's team real quick. Uh, he does. I think we talked about this last episode, too, but Kareem Hunt's there. So he could sign anywhere and be, become an impact player at any and a starter on Zach's team at any point in the season. Um, sure. I also think Justice Hill is going to be pretty decent he, i think he's gonna have a bigger role than normal but I don't, I don't think that'll help you know zach in any way but just wanted to throw that out there um, um zach also does have known winner sam darnold uh who does have a kevin league championship to his name so you know that is gotta true. Have winning experience on the roster just want to shout him out yeah and they just got rid of uh trey lance so if something god forbid god forbid if something did happen to brock, brock purdy um there's another starting qb um okay well let's go to the next team i think we have this team maybe as the perennial um preseason uh project projected champion uh the big dirty <laughs> shithawks that took me a while to get there but i got there um so kevin's team i, I think I, I was honestly struggling to uh find a, a big con of his team other than his his receiver depth um after after Stefan Diggs, Tyler Lockett, and Hollywood, it's kind of eh. Um, and he doesn't really have like he only has like six or seven or six receivers there, so um, not much to work with. He does have Odell, um, Terrace Marshall, and John Mechie. I think John Mechie will have actually a decent role in Houston, um, so that could be a sneaky uh, fourth receiver for him. Um, and then he does have Kyle Pitts, who you know everyone who's listened to this podcast knows how we think about what we think about Kyle Pitts. Um, I don't think, I don't know. He might turn it around. You never know with Desmond Ritter um, might have a bounce back year. Um, and then his, his running backs uh, actually, I think they're definitely the best running back in the running back uh, uh, room in the league um, with Saquon, Austin Eckler, Travis Etienne, and Tony Pollard. Yeah. And Madison. Like, and Madison. I didn't even say Madison. Yeah. Yeah. Five, five starters. Legit starters. Yeah, those are guys. Those are like in redraft leagues. Those are those are running backs going in the top four rounds. Yeah, I mean, the, crazy. most of them like in the, like the the first round, like first mm-hmm. or second round, like very good players. Um, yeah. The re- the receiver comments interesting because um, it is pretty top heavy. So again, God forbid, God forbid. But if Diggs or Hollywood or um, shoot, who's the third guy? Lockett. Um, if Lockett, if, if any of those three go down, um, he's pretty thin. And I just checked. Kevin did already trade away his 2024 second and third round picks and his 2025 second. So if he really needed to dip in for an upgrade, uh, he'd be dipping into those first probably. So or making a trade from one of his, you know, depth pieces at running back maybe um, as a fallback. But yeah, I mean, at this point though, you know, we're just we're just trying to find something wrong with Kevin's team. Like, saying that he's got <laughs> not enough depth at re- receiver. I mean, the team is easily the best roster in the league. Like, I'm not gonna not gonna act like it's not. Um, but the thin receiver room is like a good call out. That that's probably the thing that could derail his season if his receiver room falls apart with injuries. 
Yeah, and we already talked about the Cardinals, so who knows if Hollywood Brown will actually be a viable starter each week um, yeah. with Josh Dobbs throwing him the ball. Um, we, we didn't talk – I don't even think we talked about his quarterbacks, but Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, and Anthony Richardson. When I went over his team initially, I was like, oh, he's only got Wilson and Allen, and then I was scrolled down a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot he drafted Richardson second overall. Um, so he does have him just chilling there, um, ready to unleash. Yeah, that's a good wild card to have just as a backup. Like, And it'll be interesting to see. I feel like I am buying a little bit into the, the Russell Wilson comeback tour. He can't be as bad as he was last year, right? There's no way. I feel like there's no way. So he's got to be viable. But if he's not, or even if he's like fine but has no ceiling at all, like he's got Richardson as apparently the ceiling play. We'll see how good he is. Uh, Make a hot take, Ben. Make a hot take about Russell Wilson. I don't think I want to make a hot take about Russell Wilson. I think I'd rather make a hot take. Is it even a hot take to like say that Anthony Richardson would blow Russell Wilson out of the water? I don't. I think, think so. that would be. I I, I'm so. gonna just say the hot take is Richardson will beat Wilson in fantasy points. Is that is that even a hot take? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Yeah. Gosh, Richardson is going can't... ahead of him in redraft leagues. Ugh. Yeah, I guess the running. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's all the running. It's all the running. Um. Gosh, I can't even think of a good hot take then. What about like Russell Wilson, like top 10 fantasy QB or something like that? <laughs> hey, you think, you think he's going to have a renaissance or whatever? Yeah, if he does, then he'd be like, if he has a renaissance from last year, he'll be a top 15 quarterback. How about that? <laughs> like, that's not even that hot of a take. But if Richardson's going before him in redraft leagues, he is definitely not the redraft number 15 right now, I'm guessing. I don't know what the redraft rankings are. He's Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I tried. You did try. Not really. Let's do just top 15. Say top 15. Well, yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, I think he could be top 15. How about yeah. top 12? How about how about QB1? Top 12. No. Fuck. <laughs> I want you to do it. I want you to do it. All right, we'll get we'll get we'll get somebody from. I there. would rather. I don't know if this is a hot take either because I, I don't know where these guys are. And like, re, like I don't know what the rankings always are. I always forget what the rankings are. But like I would rather say like Sam Howell's going to be QB 12 than Russell Wilson. But again, oh, I don't do know that. if that's a hot yeah, take. Yeah, say that. Yeah, say that. Okay, yeah. I'll say Sam Howell will be QB 12. Yeah, you can yeah clip me on that one or something. I don't that's know. That's good. I'll clip you. All right. All right, so we get to Jake's team, uh, Monks of Vegas. When I was initially looking through his team, uh, it took me a little bit to figure out, but uh, he had Joe Burrow and Jonathan Taylor just kind of sitting, obviously Jonathan Taylor on his injured reserve, but I did not realize Joe Burrow would also be there. So um, when I was initially looking at Jake's team, I was like, oh, Jordan Love and Ryan Tannehill. Like, it's a pretty pretty subpar QB room he's putting out there. Um, but then I saw Joe Burrow, and I was like, okay, that makes more sense. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, wide receivers and tight ends are, are strength here. Um, obviously, the question mark surrounding Jonathan Taylor is a big, big p- uh, key to this team um, and its success. Uh, outside of outside of Taylor, his main running backs are Damian Pierce, Brian Robinson, and DeAndre Swift. Um, pretty solid three there, um, but would be even better with Jonathan Taylor. Um, and then even his receivers, he's got Jalen Jalen Waddle and Brandon Ayuk, Michael Thomas, and, and Mark Andrews at tight end. So um, some pretty solid top heavy guys there, um, but maybe lacking, I guess, those few extra pieces or maybe a little bit more depth, um, specifically at, at the at the running back or even receiver position. 
Yeah, especially with the recent Jonathan Taylor news, having found out that he'll miss at least the first four weeks, I would almost call that position like middle heavy, like not top heavy, but like like you said, Pierce Swift and Robinson is like a solid three, but we'd definitely solid better. Yeah. Yeah, but like you need a guy like Taylor to, to round out that room, um, especially when the receiver room uh, after Waddle is Ayuk, who I actually I think is a really good uh, second receiver. Um, but Romeo Dubs is your third receiver, starts to get a little sketchy, and then you're running out with guys like Rasheed Rice, Jacoby Myers. Michael Thomas is on the team, so we'll see what comes of him. I don't know. I never know what to think of him. Um, so, yeah, like there are some top-heavy pieces, and then, yeah, I just don't think that he's got quite enough to round out the team, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I definitely dropped him a lot in our last power rankings with some of the Jonathan Taylor news coming out, and now I think it's arguably gotten worse. So, um, yeah, I, I think his ceiling's a little bit limited just by, yeah, who he's got on his roster and uh, with uh, Taylor's health. All right, let's go to Danny J. Poopy S. Dalla. What are your initial thoughts on Poopy S. Dalla, Ben? Um, you know, I think he was another team that maybe after free agency was calling a little top heavy. Um, but I don't know, like some of the pieces, like I didn't really think about, uh, like Samaj Pirine, the fact that he's the backup in Denver and he might actually get like a lot of work. So like that's a decent third running back to have. Um, we'll see how long Dante Foreman stays involved in Chicago, big Roshan guy, of course. So, uh, kind of think that him and Herbert are going to phase him out a bit. Um, but obviously Chubb, Wilson, AJ Brown, Justin Fields, great fantasy quarterback, Geno Smith, if he's going to sling it like he did last year, is going to put up a lot of points. So, um, actually like his tight end room too, is probably the, I I wouldn't I don't know if I'd call it the deepest. He's competing with you for the deepest tight end room probably. So having Hawkinson and Njoku uh, is a yeah. really good one too. I think anyone would be happy to have either of them starting for them. Uh, so yeah, I think he's got some good pieces across the board and um, some of those top end pieces. Like if Fields can be a top five, top three fantasy quarterback, like that's no joke in terms of point scoring. So I think um, I think I like a lot of the top pieces on this team. I think. And we'll talk predictions in a little bit, but I think um, I'm looking a little favorably upon Danny J's team this year. Which is a a big change of pace from how we talked last year. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I I do like his team actually looking at it more. Um, Like, it just kind of snuck up on me. I was trying to count up the 10 starters. And I was like, oh, I could actually fill this out pretty easily. Um, I don't think you talked about his receiver room much, but... um, A.J. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Zay Jones, who last I saw or heard I th- is uh, Kirk was actually Christian Kirk was lining up in the slot and Zay Jones was lining up wide uh, with Calvin Ridley. So that could be interesting. Um, and then, like you mentioned, Hawkinson and Njoku are pretty good tight ends. Um, and then he does have Michael Wilson, who is a like a low key starter on the Cardinals. I'm pretty sure he's the wide receiver, too. Um, so that. Maybe I, I could be wrong on that, but I thought he was like up in the depth chart. We could probably fact check that really quick. Um, one other thing I did want to note about Danny's team, um, his strong QB room, like you noted, uh, only one other team last year had had two QBs in the top 10. Uh, and that was that was Tony's team. So Tony had Trevor Lawrence and Daniel Jones as the fifth and sixth QBs. Um, and then Danny had Geno Smith and Justin Fields as the eighth and ninth QBs. Um 
so just an, an interesting fact there. But I think his QB room, if they can do it again, Danny has a decent shot at, at, at running at the division, I think. Uh, one thing we didn't note from Danny's team was Nick Chubb. Uh, Nick Chubb's on his team. So just want to yeah. make that make that a note. Um, and I did fact check. Michael Wilson is not the starter. I think I read that like week one or two of preseason. There's like Rondale Moore. There's um, Yeah, my boy. Yeah, so th- there's other guys there. I-, I think I read something wrong maybe at the beginning of preseason, but um, yeah. Want to jump to Tony's team? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, uh, Tiva Stell, um, little animosity towards me at the moment. Um, <laughs> a little. <laughs> yeah, just just a little. Um, I mean. I feel like I'm still like nothing's changed for me really with his team. Like there are definitely like good players. I've not disputed that. It, I even said on the pod how much it pained me to put him at 11 because it didn't feel like like an 11 team, you know? It just didn't feel like a an 11 power ranking team. But the running back is like it didn't pain him at all, Tony. He was smiling while he did it. <laughs> no, I'm I'm in I'm in a lot of pain. Uh, I guess since like. Looking at the receiver room a little bit more, I kind of like that a little bit more. Uh, it's, it's decently deep, too, which is good. I definitely am just, like, hung up on the running backs. Like, the top three running backs are all, like, very, uh, I don't know, like, Brees Hall. I have no idea how he's coming back. The Jets gave Dalvin Cook a little chunk of change to come be a, a backfield mate with him. So we'll see how that affects his value. J.K. Dobbins... Uh, is always hurt or not playing. So we'll see when he plays, he's good at football and good at fantasy. But when he doesn't, obviously that's not good for Tony. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I feel like I don't really have much else to say. Like the, the, the obvious good, good people on his team, like Chase Lawrence, like Daniel Jones is a good fantasy quarterback. Now all of a sudden, like he's got Brock Purdy as a starter. Like, He's got good good pieces. Um, you know, maybe he could flip a quarterback and get a good running back at some point. Doesn't need those uh, four starting quarterbacks that he's got on his team. So, um, you know, maybe he's in a little bit better shape than I gave him credit for last episode when I called him 11. Um, you know, if things go right, he definitely could push for, like, a, a playoff spot, no doubt. Yeah, especially with our division. I think he, you know, I think it's kind of up for grabs at this moment. Um, but, yeah, he, he does have some pieces, you know. Like you, you basically covered everyone on his, on his team, um, but but yeah, I, I do agree with the question marks in the running back room um, with Zeke, Dobbins, and Mixon. Um, I do think Mixon will be fine um, and be and be good, and then Brees Hall too. Um, who knows when he'll come back and be ready to play um, and be back to his normal self? He does have a pretty good young receiving core. I will admit, um, with yeah. with Pittman, Pittman, Dotson, Chase. Uh, and Jordan Addison as well. So I do think his team is trending up a bit. Um, and, and when you look at his receivers a little bit more, I think I think his team will will seem better to you. Um, especially, I think, because Jahan Dotson will take a big leap this year. Yeah. And Sky Moore. Sky Moore is still... Sky Moore could as well. Yep. Still there. Second-year receiver. I didn't mention the tight end room is pretty bad. I mean, yep. it's pretty bad. Like, I, I'm guessing he's going to start Hurst. But, like, not good on that front. So, I guess just another spot. You know, it's a little little shallow. A little shallow. Defend my ranking Peter, last week. 
a little bit. Hayden Hurst, Carolina Panthers tight end, by the way. Just wanted to let everyone yes. know that. Yes. Um, all right. Well, I think that's good on Tony. We could jump to – let's go to the Washington football team. Or wait. What crap? We can't say that. Uh, I'll, just, I'll, I'll bleep it out. I'm going to get a cease and desist so fast. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah, I think we all know where where we fall on Liam's team. But, um, you know, I think he does have some pretty good players on his team, pretty good pieces. Um, you know, obviously we talked about the the Tyreek Hill pickup earlier. Um, and then filling out his receiver room, he does have Chris Olave, who I think will have a pretty good sophomore season. Uh, Gabe Davis as well. Um, Jerry Judy, who we talked about, who might be hurt. Um, but then his, his running back room is where it kind of gets me, um, you know, his top two guys are like Antonio Gibson and Jeff Wilson, um, which Jeff Wilson's hurt now. So yeah. Yeah. So not even, I mean, AJ Dillon, I guess this is RB two. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Wilson, surprisingly on the IR, never saw that coming. (laughs) Um, and keep in mind, Liam also does have JSN and, uh, Sam Laporta on his practice squad right now. So, um, if you weren't paying attention to that, he does have some potential rookies that could could make an impact uh, to his team. Yeah, we both like the draft a lot. One thing, it's all right, not really related to Liam's team, but as I'm looking through it, you know, you see he's got Clyde Edwards-Alaire on his team. I was doing my redraft drafts like a few days ago, and I was just, it's like my last pick of the draft, so I'm just like scrolling deep down to see if there's anybody, any sleepers or anything that catches my eye who I forgot about. And then I see down at like, ESPN's number 199 rank is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I'm like, oh my God, like we were picking this guy like top five, like two years ago. And this guy's literally not draftable anymore. It's just kind of sad how crazy fantasy works with running backs. But anyway, sorry, not related to Lee. Quite the fall from, quite the fall from grace. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And like totally typical. That's, that's how the cycle of NFL RBs work. But yeah, um, nothing else really to add beyond what you said. I do really like the the receiver Corey's building and that's not counting Tyreek Hill I think that's just really good trade bait for him this year like I said we already talked about we liked his draft so like what he's building for the future um I mean Gibson might be a good piece to to ship out this year too, get something back for uh so you know just gonna keep looking to build for the future um but probably gonna be uh, uh a tough season for uh for Liam's team yeah, one thing to note, he also has three starting QBs, so I um, feel like one of those guys could be a trading piece at some point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, uh, let's jump to the Dayman and the Nightman. Yeah, so this is, what, the 10th team we're going to talk about? So yep. bottom feeders, everyone knows they had a top pick in the draft, and I think this is where, like, the, the really flipping it on its head of, like, like the order we're talking about teams versus where we're talking about them finishing at the end of the year. Uh, probably the biggest difference here. Like, um, well, well, there's another team we'll probably talk about that we have high grades on as well. But Damon and the Nightman, I think we both agree, have a, a much better roster this year than they have in the past. Um, this is another team with three starting quarterbacks. Um, they picked up Jameer Gibbs in the draft this year to pair with Kenneth Walker, who they drafted really early last year. Um, and some decent running back depth uh, with Miles Sanders, Cam Akers, Jalen Warren, Dalvin Cook, like all solid guys that with a 10 team or a 10 player starting lineup, you would definitely like to put in your starting lineup. Um, and then receivers like they got some, uh, I don't know, I, I hate the word sleeper because I think it's like kind of almost a joke at this point. But like Watson might be underrated this year. Calvin Ridley might be underrated this year. 
Keenan Allen is like perennially underrated because people think he's hurt all the time, but he's really not. So, um, like, if you look at their best 10 for their starting lineup, uh, yeah, it's, it's up there. Like, it's probably maybe it's top three lineup in the league. So I think they're a team that's definitely to be taken seriously. Uh, they got some decent depth on the team. We'll see if they end up being any good. You know, guys like Alan Lazard playing with Aaron Rodgers again could be good. Um, I already listed all the running backs off. Um, I'm a big Pat Fryermuth fan. So I've got high hopes for the day, man, and the night, man, which like obviously me personally, I don't hope they do well. But like as an evaluator of their team, I think I would definitely put them up there with like one of the best few rosters, uh, at least starting lineups in the league. Yeah, and I had I had talked about the the QB facts a little bit ago um, with Tony's team and, and uh, Danny J's team. Uh, a pair of QBs here, Justin Herbert and uh, Lamar Jackson, would be that third trio. So um, from last year, so the 12th and 13th QBs actually. It's kind of funny how these guys all finished next to each other um, in the in the ratings. But but yeah, I, I agree with your takes. Uh, one thing I would say um, is is the the running back room is a little bit. It's got a bunch of guys, but I, I don't see like a, a top guy, I guess, is my is what I'm trying to say. Dalvin Cook would have been that top guy if it was Dalvin Cook of, you know, two or three years ago. Um, Jameer Gibbs, obviously a rookie, so we don't know really what what's going to happen yet. And with David Montgomery, there, probably going to take goal line touches. Um, Cam Akers, I don't think he's going to be, get, be getting 20 carries a game when the Rams are losing. He's not their pass catching back. So I think I don't think he's going to be that great this year. Um, Miles Sanders and Kenneth Walker. Miles Sanders in a whole new place, going to be on a crappy team. And then Kenneth Walker, they just drafted a rookie running back. So I, I feel like every single situation, there's like there's something to question. But I feel like you could nitpick any any team, any player. But um, when I was trying to go through each team, that, that's kind of the one thing that stuck out to me um, with this roster. And what you are saying earlier about like the um, underrated receivers, I do agree with you. Although in redraft leagues, like Christian Watson is going pretty high. Um, Calvin Ridley is going pretty high. Um, Keenan Allen's going low, as you said, like sixth or seventh round. So I think, um, you know, I, I do I do agree with you that there are some underrated receivers that that could you know take some leaps forward this year, especially you know Calvin Ridley coming back from his his whole gambling fiasco. So that'll be interesting to to watch. Yeah, I mean, like, I, how how high is Ridley going? Isn't he still like going in like the fourth round or something like that? Like, yeah, it's probably, probably around there. Yeah. I mean, I think, he's, he could be QB one for Trevor Lawrence. Like he could put up a really, really good season. He, so he could be, he could be QB one for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you're right. Did I say that? <laughs> yes. You know what I meant. I know. Uh, yeah. I, they'll just like, they'll just be solid across the board. Like I agree. They don't have that like top receiver uh, and top running back on the roster. But you look at the guys they're starting, and it's like the floor is like, you know, a Cam Akers or maybe a Dalvin Cook and like Keenan Allen. Like, I don't know, just a lot of good players. I think they're going to. Yeah, I, I agree with the solid, the good floors on the running backs. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, that's all I got. All right, let's go to our 11th team. Almost there. Uh, Nasmo King. So, yeah. um, you know, my initial thoughts. Um, I think we've talked about his running back room and, and how gross it is. Um, really, the only guy there is Javante Williams, um, who's coming off an injury. And then his QB room is, is solid. You know, Patrick Williams and, and that or Patrick Williams, Patrick Mahomes 
and uh, that other that other guy um, on the Browns that that throws footballs, I guess. Um, and then you know his running backs are pretty, or his receivers are pretty pretty good with Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb. Um, after that, it kind of drops off. Um, but yeah, kind of just a top heavy with with his Mahomes, C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he made a lot of just a lot in general of moves in the offseason, just like shuffling around guys. Uh, I think just trying to get these top guys on his team. And I mean, this is another lineup that you can look at and be like, if you look at the lineup, I mean, the running backs, you kind of you got to squint a little bit so that it's not like it's not quite like Damon and the Nightman where I'm like, if you plug in the top 10, they're easily a top three lineup, but they're easily a top five lineup with their best 10 players, maybe. Um, the issue is there may be top five with their best 10. And then after their best 10, things fall apart pretty quickly. So, I mean, if any of those top level guys get hurt or, you know, miss any time at all, like those are those are weeks that are really going to hurt Nosmo King. So be interesting to see. I'm I'm sure Danny's not done. Danny plays the wire like no one in the league. And as you saw this offseason, is, is willing to trade anybody on his team if he thinks it's a good deal. So. I'm sure he'll he'll figure it out if he ends up in that situation. But as things are right now, like that's how I describe it. Like I think he's got a lot of good players that would be his best lineup, um, and it's just all got to go right. So pegging him a little bit lower down in the rankings than like a a top team, but I think it's still like a really good lineup. Yeah, and and when I was uh, slandering his running back room, I did miss Cleo Herbert on there, so that is my apologies. Um, that is a solid a solid guy to have. He's probably actually the the number one RB on, in that group. Um, ah, and, Williams. Until, until Williams gets, I mean, until we know he's for sure good to go, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I think, I don't know. I, I think I differ a little bit on, on that top five statement you just said, but, um, that top five lineup statement you said, but, um, yeah, we can, we can jump to the last team we have here, uh, who had the, the first pick, um, of the draft that is the commissioner, Al and his partner, partner Chuck, his deputy, <laughs> deputy, um, Chuck. So, um, yeah, I think I just think your division is going to be pretty tough to to come out of. Um, I do think Tuna Fish is the the weakest of the three teams um, in that in that division. However, his you know his receiving core that he's been talking about or they've been talking about for so long is starting to really shape up uh, with Devontae, Devontae Smith, George Pickens, Drake London, T. Higgins, all young guys um, who are going to be pretty solid in this league. So um, he's got, you know, four guys right there that are that are going to be solid each week. Um, his running backs outside of Bajan and Pacheco is nothing really to write home about other than rookie Charbonnet um, and potentially Tank Bigsby, I guess. Um so he's got some young pieces, kind of question marks once again. A lot of actually three run, rookie running backs in his uh, running back room right now that he might actually end up relying on. So um, yeah, and then tight end room, you know, a lot of people there: um, Evan Ingram, Cole Komet, Dalton Schultz. Like three, honestly, three startable tight ends. So um, maybe could be potential trade pieces or or whatever they want to do with those guys. Um, yeah, it's kind of nuts. You look at like. It's like two out of every three players on their team is either a rookie or a second year player. Like everyone that they have is super young. Like obviously there's a few few veterans mixed in there, but that's kind of I guess what you would hold on to as 
kind of the floor or the, the lower floor play for Tuna Fish this year is the fact that they are relying on so many rookies, so many second year guys to score a lot of points. Are you, are you disagreeing with that? Uh, oh, no, I was just looking at how old these people are. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah, that's that's harrowing. Um, <laughs> I think Jared Goff's the oldest player. Yeah, I'm trying to see who else. <laughs> Curtis Samuel might be Leonard Curtis Fournette. Samuel is a year younger. Oh, Lenny, Lenny's older, I bet. Lenny's probably 30, right? Oh, 28, same age. Same oh age as gosh. Goff. That's nuts. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, the, the whole team is young. So, which is, I mean, not a knock for a dynasty team. Because, um, I mean, if everything goes right, it's a very high-ceiling team, too. Because these are all very highly drafted in the NFL players. Um, a lot of high draft picks in our rookie draft. And it's a really good roster. So, um, the, the other crazy part, too, is, like, this team has what, like almost $700 in dead cap this year that they're just sitting on from last year's uh, shedding of cap. So um, really not looking forward to see what this team goes into free agency with next year because they got a lot of young guys locked down for this year. Already looks like a good team. And they're already, like, they're just not, they just don't have, uh, like, a quarter of their cap this year. And they already look this good. So, um, yeah, our division sucks to be in. I think we have three of the top five teams in the league. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, Tuna Fish, I do have on the bottom of that, but like it's pretty close. Like it's a really good team. It's really just what I said about the um, dependence on first and second year players is like could be a really big sway one way or the other. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to not be in your division this year. So, dude, it sucks. Any other year though? Any other year I would have been happy with it. It has been like a building up for sure. There was a there was. It's it's not by accident that uh, Dayman, Nightman, and the Tuna Fish have built up a strong young team. So, yeah, it just sucks. It sucks. Whatever. <laughs> we did it. We got through all, all right. 12 teams. We did get through all 12 teams, and luckily for all of you, we still have to get through our predictions. So, um, let's just start. I guess we'll start with our conferences, So or divisions in the conferences. So, my prediction, um, I think, you know, the closest division will probably be Division One, as we've talked about. Um, I think I think who's going to come out of that on top is going to be uh, drive through open late. Um, and then I think getting the wild card spot will be from this division as well. I think that'll be Dayman and the Nightman. Um, and then Tuna Fish will be rounding that out. But I do think it'll be a, a really close um, division race all season. Yeah, that's actually exactly how I have it, I think. Obviously, I'm going to pick myself in a really tight division, um, and it's also, as we said before, probably my last shot for, we'll see, I'm going to put up a fight next year, but these are some really good young teams, so I'm going to pick myself to come out, Dayman and the Nightman, to barely snag that wild card spot from Tuna Fish. Um, Tuna Fish was just a little bit of cap space short. All right, and then in the other division in Conference 1, we have the Sands of Sudan, um, so winning, <laughs> winning that division is, uh, I have the big dirty shit Hawks. So Kevin winning that one. Uh, then I have Zach, the rat cats coming in second and the Washington, our words coming in third. Yeah, this was, uh, probably the, this was, this is like the easiest one to call in the whole league. So, uh, I obviously yeah. have the same as you do. All right. Then we can get to conference two where we might have some differing thoughts here. Um, so to win DuPage Dickheads, I have I have myself. 
I have myself. Yeah, you got, I have the bad yeah. news beers. I have the bad news beers coming out. We're winning the division, third straight year. Um, and then in second, I have Poopy Astala. Also making a wild card appearance. Um, so that I think that's my hot take. If we're gonna have hot takes um, on a team, I think Danny J will make make the wild card and even potentially make it to the um, conference championship. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that that is a good hot take. Um, and then I have a yeah. style rounding it out, but but it was tough like to to pick between those two guys. I think they have pretty similar teams um, and like weaknesses and strengths. So um, it, it should be interesting though. I think this will be the second closest division um, behind you guys. Yeah, for sure. In differing ways, though. In differing ways. Worse teams, but <laughs> still close. Uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be a really close division. Um, I, I gave the edge to uh, Danny J and the Poopy S. Dalla as the division champion. Um, like you said, I think it's going to be a really close division. So as a, a close second, I have your team, the Bad News Beers. Um, obviously, it could all change. As I said before, your quarterback situation could really change your outlook. Um, and then rounding out the division we've got team estelle um yeah it'll be close though i could see any any of you three winning the division for sure all right and then let's get to the last division camp crystal lake so i have a uh, warm cup of yeah i have them winning the, the division and then monks of vegas coming in second and danny basil coming in third interesting yeah i i've also got aj winning camp crystal lake I'm going to give my second place spot to Nasmo King, and I'm actually going to give the wild card in your conference to Nasmo King. Um, just kind of playing off the fact of kind of like best case scenarios for Danny and just kind of hoping he can get those people in his lineup often enough to string together like seven or eight wins. I think that's very possible for his team, which might be enough to secure the wild card in like conference that i don't know i don't know what's going to happen so it's it's i think it's going to be really tight in your whole conference um but i'm giving the uh the wild card to nasmo king yeah so i think i think uh coming out of the conferences though i think uh coming out of conference two uh will be aj uh so i had given the prediction that i think danny danny J will make it to the to the finals and then play aj i think aj will come out on top um, and then in conference one, I have uh, Kevin uh, beating you, and I have Kevin actually winning the whole thing. All right. Well, yeah, I've, I've also got Kevin over myself in the semis. Um, I've got a little bit of a hot take. Going to go kind of crazy on you, because if, if Nasmo King wins the wild card, they've probably still got a decently healthy team. And with that top-heavy lineup, I'm going to give them the win over AJ in the conference finals and then Kevin beats him anyway. So Kevin wins it all still in my prediction, but went with a little fun hot take. Danny's going to, um, Danny B's team is going to, uh, top heavy its way all the way to the end. And Danny's going to waver. I don't know this, this guy, I don't, I don't, he, he doesn't rest. So he'll figure it so out. So we each have, we each have a, we each have a, a scolding hot take on conference two and they're both the Danny's. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. But I mean, right. like, I I mean, I also I like like I said, I think it's going to be really close in that conference, and it would not surprise me if I, I mean I had Danny winning your division. So like, if if things don't go well for Nasmo King, who knows? You know, maybe 
Maybe Danny J makes a run. Or me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so with that, I mean, we've kind of already done uh, power rankings at this point. But we'll just we can just run through it real quick. I've I had a few changes just because really went through it this time did a full like season preview. So I wanted to really update the like season official preseason uh, power rankings. Tony's corner. So with that, I'll just run through it, Ben, and then maybe we can see if we have any differences. So I had Kevin at one, Ben at two, uh, Nick and Eddie at three, uh, AJ at four, Alan Chuck at five, uh, myself at six. Danny J at seven, uh, Tony at eight, Jake at nine, and then rounding out the back, we had Zach, Danny B, and Liam. All right. Um, our top five is actually exactly the same. So <laughs> Kevin, myself, Nick and Eddie, AJ, and the Tuna Fish. Uh, nice. We start to differ at six. I've got Danny J as the division winner in your division. I've got him up in the power rankings right now. My pro- projected division winner, of course. Uh, got him up at number six in the power rankings. Uh, just behind him, I've got Danny B's team. So, like, we were, we were just talking playoffs. I was saying, like, yeah, I could see either of those teams, like, going on a run for different reasons. Um, but I got them at my 6-7. Then finishing it out, you at 8, Zach at 9, Tony at 10, up from 11 last time, Jake down <laughs> to 11, and Liam still at 12. Does that mean that uh, Tony has to change his name in Slack now? Um, yeah, he, he does. These are now the official preseason power rankings. Those were just the post-draft power rankings. These are now the official preseason power rankings. <laughs> so, yeah, so now you have to change your name to what? What is it? Tenth? Tenth. Pre- preseason tenth. Preseason tenth. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. So we can... Um, Start wrapping things up and get into our final segment of the episode. But first, wanted to bring you a quick message from one of our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by paper. You would think that by now paper would be out of business. There's the internet, there's email, you don't have to do physical mailing, but paper's still here. So uh, good for paper. Um, don't use too much of it because you're killing trees, but use some paper today. All right. Wow. Um, awesome. yeah, really, really good stuff. Um, <laughs> let's, let's get into our final segment, shall we? We shall. A little D-Gen delight. Um, oh, yeah. so, so I did want to say one thing real quick before we get into this. Uh, we do have, we did put in, uh, in episode 19. So from May, late May, uh, we had put in a bear's future. So just wanted to, to let everybody know that we did get the bears at over seven and a half at minus 118 on FanDuel. So, um, if you didn't lock that in then, I don't know what the line is now, um, but I'm guessing it's still at seven and a half. Um, I don't think it would have moved at all. Um, but just just letting you guys know, in case you haven't done it yet, just go do it. Um, so I'm going to give some future uh, player props for the season here. Um, I have two plays. Uh, my first one is going to be Justin Fields, over six and a half rushing touchdowns. Okay. Um, so Fields had eight last year. Um, don't have Montgomery anymore. And I think there's more weapons, you know, obviously there's more weapons in the passing attack. So I think that'll lead to more, um, of Justin kind of getting loose as he did last year, maybe, uh, maybe some more linebackers having to cover, um, and maybe he, he could get loose a few more times and have some longer runs or even just sneak some in himself. 
Um, I think I got this the other day. I think it was like plus 105 over on on FanDuel or DraftKings. So um, you can you can get that over there. It should still be six and a half and plus money too. Um, my second pick is actually a very similar pick, um, but it is going to be James Conner over six and a half rushing touchdowns. Um, so similar number, six and a half. This was also, pl- I think this was plus 110 when I took it. Um, but three out of five years in his career, he's, he's done this. Um, two times he didn't do it cause he was, you know, he had injuries uh, on the Steelers. So he didn't, he didn't get over six and a half those years. He had 15 touchdowns two years ago, uh, seven last year. So hit that last year as well. Um, really the only thing, I, I mean, the Cardinals are going to suck. Like we've talked about, he's really the only running back there. There's, they got a backup, but I don't think he's, um, going to get like too much work. I think they're just kind of going to kind of run James Conner into the ground here. Um, especially since they're kind of tanking. So, um, really the only thing that could scare this is, is an injury or, or trying to try out some of their younger talent. All right. I like it. Um, I've got a couple player props myself for the season. So the first one actually is kind of funny. We had a little call out earlier in the episode actually about this guy in a negative light. Um, kind of not been a friend of the pod in the past, but uh, I'm going to take Kyle Pitts to go over. I think the lines, the last I saw was 699.5. So basically to get 700 receiving yards. Uh, I think it's like minus 120. So it's like pretty, pretty even. Um, but like I, he, had, he had a rough year last year, you know, dealing with, Weird quarterback situations, uh, you know, turnover, rookie quarterback. Um, this is a guy that had 1,000 receiving yards as a rookie tight end. So uh, to ask for 700 in his third year in the league, um, I think that's a decent play to go after. Uh, my second one is going to be Anthony Richardson, over 2,800 yards. Um, I don't know what the odds are. It's pretty pretty much even on that one, too. Um it's an interesting one because I looked this up um, since 2000. I looked this up on Stathead. Stathead. Um, since 2000, um, rookie quarterbacks that have started at least 14 games. So obviously, I want to look at people who have played a majority of the season. But there's only been four rookie quarterbacks since 2000 that have started at least 14 games and have not thrown for 2,800 passing yards. Those quarterbacks are David Carr with that historically awful Houston expansion team. Mark Sanchez, drafted to a win-now rushing Jets football team. Blaine Gabbert, who in Jacksonville, that team was terrible too. And Kyle Orton for the 2005 Bears. Yeah. So um, I know the Colts aren't going to be a great team this year. I know they're also committed to running the ball, but there's a lot of stuff going on with Jonathan Taylor right now. There's clearly going to be runway for Anthony Richardson. So, and I mean, we're talking 14 games started right here. So 17 games started. Um, the only guy in that list to start 16 games and not get it was David Carr, um, and he had 2,600. So um, if he stays healthy for the whole year, I think he's going to get the runway, and uh, 2,800 yards is not that difficult for a quarterback who starts every game of the year to reach. So um, give that a try. I think that's a good uh, a good little play there. A, a couple of risky guys that we don't like, but I feel like they're being a little disrespected for a full season's worth of yards. So I know like- I don't think Will likes these, but... I feel like you couldn't have picked like two more like two guys that we like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's 700 yards for I know, a guy. I know it's not a lot. Like it's Kyle Pitts, man. He's still Kyle Pitts. He was hurt last year too. Like I don't know. I think it's a little disrespectful. And I do He's have a, I've got a, No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I I was just, I've I've got a third play, so 
I just wanted to throw out a week one line too, um, since we probably won't get to you guys before week one. I think the line's down to two and a half right now. It, it was at three at one point, so maybe try and get it at three, even though I don't know if it'll get back up there. But Steelers are plus two and a half right now at home against the 49ers. And I feel like I don't have a lot of data to support this. It just screams a good line to me. It's like Steelers at home against Brock Purdy, who is like this classic Shanahan product quarterback. And like, I don't know. I'm just like very feeling the vibes. So bet the vibes and but try and get it at plus three because we love good betting numbers on this show. So that's yeah. my that's my pick for uh for week one. I like it, dude. I'm I'm like I just opened up the lines just to see if I could find something quick that I liked. Um because I didn't have one for week one, but I think I'm gonna um No, you know what? Oh, this is gross. Um Vikings. Vikings, minus six. At uh Vikings uh minus six at home against the Bucks. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. A lot of points, but uh, I don't know. That just kind of jumped out at me. Um, Vikings at home, much improved, I guess, not really much improved offense, but they did get a rookie receiver, and um, I think their defense is a little bit better, and then obviously the Bucks lost, you know, starting Baker Mayfield, so we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, Vikings minus six. Lock it in. Kirk's had some pretty good offseason vibes, too, so I think you could ride ride the vibes wave. Ride the vibes yeah. wave on that on that bet, too. Big TV star. All right, lock those bets in. Uh, join us, and we'll celebrate our winnings with you guys after week one. So a bit of, bit of a longer one today. We had some technical difficulties in the middle here, too, so hopefully those are ironed out by the time you guys listen. But we've been at it for a while, so um, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, super happy to be back doing this again for year two. Um, Thanks, everybody, who's kept listening to us over the first year. We're going to keep giving you some some great Kevin content. So um, we'll see you after week one to recap all the action. Good luck in week one. Peace.